Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod and our third deleted scenes episode. We've got Blake in the Escape Pod today and uh, the two of us are going to be walking through the sequel trilogy, taking a look at all these deleted scenes throughout episodes 7, 8, and uh, possibly 9 and uh, seeing what could have been in the movie. So, thanks again for tuning into the show and uh, we're stoked to be uh, back with you guys in every podcasting platform across the galaxy. Let's get into it. Another happy landing. Who are you? I'm no one. I was raised to do one thing. Welcome back to the show, Blake. Thank you, sir. Man, there's a lot of memories actually watching that trailer. I know, right? I mean... Uh, nostalgia, all the excitement. Like, there hadn't been any Star Wars out since... Excluding Clone Wars, but nothing in the cinema since Revenge of the Sith. Since the theatrical Clone Wars release. Well, I can't that. <laughs> but no, yeah, you're right. Live, live action-wise, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, Man, uh, I remember... The trailer brings me back. Yeah, like the, uh, I think it's Leia's theme that they play halfway through there. If I'm not mistaken, maybe I'm mistaken. But I, I remember listening to that on a loop because I was just so excited. Yeah. Yeah, the, the trailer, uh, um, I think, I, I don't think, other than Infinity War, I don't think there's ever been a movie that people have been more excited about. Um, oh, other than, you know, within the recent last 10 years kind of thing. Because uh, I'm sure... 
Uh, I know the Phantom Menace was was almost even leagues beyond Force Awakens, um, but uh, you know, just just absolutely <laughs> insane with that movie. Oh, you know, man. you see footage of fans. That was in a time where you couldn't book your tickets online, so people literally did have to camp outside of movie theaters. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this brings me back, and you know the trailer and the hype of that. Oh man, they nailed I, it! It was so good, right? Yeah, so good. Uh, and the music was great. Yeah, and like Han Solo with that line, like trying to yeah. explain like the, like the myth of Luke Skywalker. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It gives yeah. you so much hope. Still, even watching even, that trailer again, it's like I have so much hope for these movies. I know, man. Like <laughs> what happened? I know. Like, oh, even now, it's bringing a tear to my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, that being said, uh, let's uh, let's take a look at what we got in the uh, the extras, the deleted scenes, if you will, of uh, of this film. Um, I think you can reach this better than I can over here. I'll let you operate that. Uh, what does that first one say? Uh, this says deleted scene: Finn and the villager uh, as stormtroopers take over the village. Finn encounters a fleeing resident. For those of you at home, you can access these deleted scenes in the extras section of the uh, Disney Plus page. Okay, so Finn has come face to face with a villager behind the house somewhere in the village on Jakku, and he's had her at gunpoint, decided not to shoot her. I gotta say, Finn is a really bad stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this kind of goes hand in hand with the next moment that comes in the sequence, which is when he has to firing squad style execute all the villagers at once. I feel like this was just a duplicate moment and yeah. didn't need to be in the movie. I agree. You can see why it was cut. Right. It was, I would say it's maybe a little more intimate, but mm-hmm. yeah, and then you're just repeating the exact same thing again. So Yeah, 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 precisely. Um, so thumbs down. Thumbs down. <laughs> thumbs down. That's right. Uh, what do we got here next? Uh, deleted scene. Finn will be fine. An anxious Ray watches as a doctor examines the wounded unconscious Finn. All right. Okay. Interesting. Let's take a listen to this. Okay. So Finn is injured. He's at the resistance base on Dakar. Your friend's going to be just fine. That's Ray, the doctor speaking to Ray. So this is after Finn got sliced him off the back. Yeah, so this is, I guess, after the... Um, this is before Ray departs to go to see Luke and uh, after the lightsaber duel on right. Starkiller Base. So this leads it would have led into us seeing Finn in the bubble suit of Bacta. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um... Um, just completely fine. I don't know how I feel about this this scene, just because like the way that they paced out the ending of the last of, of the Force Awakens, they have this uh, moment of Leia and Ray hugging it out mm-hmm. after the Falcon, right? And I think, as far as I know, they kind of kick things off right into the let's put the map together and they put the map together. They find out where Luke Skywalker Ray is. Ray goes on an adventure. And then, yeah, Ray goes on the adventure. That you have the said, happy, the happy music. <laughs> do they have anything left in the film where Ray recognizes Finn being hurt and she just ditch him or does she just leave? I think she just leaves like, like, like that. Yeah. Like I know it's funny. It's like, it's kind of weird when you think about it, but yeah, it's uh, just because if there's nothing in the film, 
And I don't think there is. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah. So I'll make sure I'm not mistaken. I actually think they should have put this in. I think in the I background don't. you see Finn just being wheeled away. Like on the <laughs> He's like, oh <laughs> off the landing. Oh, there, you go. yeah. there goes the cannon fodder. You know, I'm I'm actually kind of curious now. Let's uh let, let's let's skip to that sequence in the movie just so we accurately depict what's going on here. Um okay, so Starkiller base, okay, it blows up. All right, there we go. We got the resistance base. People running towards the Falcon. Okay, Chewbacca comes out it's carrying. Finn. There he is. Okay, Finn gets loaded up onto a, like a hovercraft, and then he just gets wheeled away. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That was the last time. I didn't even it. know that was Finn until we watched this right now. <laughs> yeah, I never noticed. <laughs> okay, and then now you get the Leia kind of Ray moment going on. <laughs> Finn just forgotten at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed that before. <laughs> There we go. There we get the hug moment. Because I think they also... Yeah, people pointed out how Leia and Chewbacca don't share a moment over Han. Right, yeah. Yeah, Chewbacca's just standing around in the background and yeah. Yeah, I think JJ admitted to kind of making a mistake in that regards. Yeah, and tried to make up by giving Chewie a medal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now we get Chewie being upset. And then we get the R2 thing. And then I think it just keeps going. Yeah, then like, I think Ray just gets the the map and then they leave. Yeah, they uh yeah, they come, they map, they leave. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, wait, oh, 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 oh here we go, here we go. Okay, so if I skip forward a little bit after the map here. They put the map together. They got the map together. There we go. There's Finn on the on the bed, the health bed. Ray looking down at him, upset. Okay. So that scene would have come just before this. I moment. guess so. Or just after. Okay, yeah, so we'll see each other again. We'll see each other again. Right. I believe that. Right. Oh man, I forgot about this. Kisses him on the forehead. I forgot about this too. Thank you, my friend. Okay. Okay, yeah. And then, yeah, and then that's the last time we see him. Okay, and then... Okay, with this scene existing, I'm fine with it being cut. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's just not that needed. Uh, Let's take a... Yeah, let's take another listen to this. Okay, so they're doing health checks on Finn. Your friend's going to be just fine. Yeah, the pacing just doesn't work with this inserted in there, you know? No, from this to her over his shoulder. Yeah. I wonder if that was a reshoot. It's almost like it winds down a little bit. It's like it, um, it's like it, it's like it wind, it, I don't know. You this, couldn't cut them back to back. It'd be very. Yeah, it'd clunky. be a little, little janky. Yeah, a little, uh, a little clunky. Um, all right, let's, that's, that's a thumbs down for me then. Yep, thumbs down. What do we got next here? Deleted scene. Jack who? Do you have a sound effect for that? For thumbs down? No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Boom. No. How embarrassing! How, How embarrassing! How embarrassing! There it is. How embarrassing! <laughs> Play that after every deleted scene. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, let's take a look at the next one here. Jakku message. Uh, General Leia Organa receives grim news from the resistance fighters. All right, let's uh, take a listen to this one. Anywhere from Poe? No. General, the Jakku village is wiped out. I'm sorry, Your Highness. There was no sign of the map anywhere. If they get to Luke first, we haven't got a chance. What about Poe? They found his X-Wing destroyed. Blaster Mark Syndicate, it was the First Order. There's no mention of BB-8. He wasn't recovered. Never underestimate a droid. No, man. General, should we contact the Republic? We have to be smarter than that. Find BB-8 immediately. Our future may depend on it. Yes, of course, General. Oh, my. This is a catastrophe. Okay, so again on the Resistance base. This would have been before we met Leia outside of Maz's castle. This would have been the first time we saw her. Yeah, I guess... I guess so, yeah. Because that, it looks like this scene inspired them to go to get BB-8. It's the first time that we meet Leia. Right, yeah. Um, Next question. How on earth would she know that BB-8 has the map when Poe was sent to get it? You know what? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time placing this particular scene in the film. But it's So she receives grim news from the Resistance fighters. Um Right at the beginning of the film, when Poe's exit was blown up. Oh, you know what? The Resistance fighters. This might be the scene, um, the Maz Kanata scene, right? When the Resistance comes in, you know, and they, they fight the First Order, and then okay. Leia shows up on, on Maz Kanata's planet. Maybe, that, maybe that's what it's talking about. It would be a very fast turnaround for her to do that and then show up yeah. in the same scene, though. Yeah. I don't really know where this kind of... I don't know. To me, it only makes sense that Poe was sent to get the map on Jakku. Yeah. They blew up his X-Wing. Then they got the report that his X-Wing was blown up. So then they're looking for BB-8 as well as the First Order. And then we don't see her again until the Battle of uh, Mouse Kanata's Castle. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um... Although wasn't it wasn't it was it uh, Han Solo or uh, who was it that contacted the resistance uh, on on uh, at Maskanaz Castle? Somebody did because then they they both got notified. If you remember, they're in the right, cantina right. and there's spies that notified. Both yeah, oh, so this is it then? Yeah, I think this is it because the spy they have to do must have sent. So I um I, okay I, yeah that, I I don't know I that, think that's kind of confusing. This was there's okay so. On Jakku, Poe goes to get the map. His X-Wing's blown up. Then we would, after that scene is done, like, they were, you know, get captured, whatever, get sent away, we meet Ray. Run that time, this uh, uh, deleted scene would have happened. Mm -hmm. Then we go back to BB-8 meeting Ray. You know, they're all find each other, accidentally find their way to Mouse Canada Castle. Then they're tipped off that the droid is there. And then they show up. So it's basically just explaining that they too are looking for this droid. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's confusing, which is probably why they cut it out. Because there's a lot of how do they know this? Because Poe was the only one there. Yeah. Was there any other X-Wings? I don't think so. 
Not that I know of. Yeah. No, it's just, I don't know. That's just like a scene that doesn't work in the movie, I guess. I but. will say I like seeing Thripio more. Yeah, yeah. We got more of Anthony Daniels in that shot. That's a good point. Um, so that was kind of neat because he got, he got a little bit gypped, I guess, throughout. He got one films. line about a red arm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got way more screen time in episode nine than I think in most of the other films, aside from episode one and two, maybe. But um, four, he has a lot. Oh, that's true. Actually, four, he's got quite a bit too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, he he um, quite a bit in six too. It's quite a bit. Yeah, it's true. Actually, yeah, quite a bit in six. Um, and Ewoks. I don't know. I feel like he got gypped. He got gypped big time in Last Jedi. And uh, yeah. Revenge of the Sith, he also got gypped quite a bit, too. Yeah, both. Well, no, R2 had a... No, R2's in the beginning. But I guess that's pretty much it for R2 as well. Yeah, yeah. And the droids kind of got... Yeah, the droids kind of got skimped out on a little bit, but... Yeah, back yeah it's always cool to see him back and, you know, get him in the uh, resistance space. That's I, always kind of neat. I think I have said before how one of my issues with the sequel trilogy is the lack of the, the two iconic droids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you, you, I think it was you who pointed out that um, just reminded everyone that that the story of Star Wars is supposed to be told from their point of view. Mm-hmm. So that's right. You know, they're really supposed to be the ones to witness a lot of the events, and and in actual fact, uh, they're not. <laughs> yeah, it's like so, they just weren't there. Yeah, yeah. Through the last big chunk of the story, they're just they're just absent. But. People just told them what happened. And they went with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what's next here? Deleted scene. Kylo searches the Falcon. Uh, Kylo Ren boards Han Solo's abandoned ship and senses a presence. Uh, let's uh, take a listen to this one. Sounds like Darth Vader. This looks like when they f- land on Starkiller Base. Yeah. I got some... The front f- off. Oh, okay. That's why it's crooked. So they come up aboard the ship. The first order stormtroopers in there. Doesn't he steal dice? Yeah, I think he does something. Yeah. Okay, so Kylo Ren's in the cockpit of the Falcon. He whispers his father's name. So he steps outside the Falcon and sees the. X-Wings begin their... Trench run. Trench run, yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool, actually. I kind of like that one. Yep, I do like that. Why would they delete it? Just because... It's a good transition because that's right before he confronts Han Solo on the bridge. Yes. In the the lower levels of where he is, right? So that makes a lot of sense. I kind of wish they kept that in. And it makes sense that some sort of security was triggered that the ship landed... Yeah. Planet. Are we hitting the green button? Want to hit the green button? Do the honors? <laughs> this one right here. <laughs> yeah, I give that one thumbs up. I feel like that. Also, I really love characters like Darth Vader and Kylo Ren on snow planets. It just looks cool. It just looks so, cool. The contrast to the yeah. suits to the snow. Yeah. It's still my favorite comic book covers when they did the Darth Vader special issue number one when he's in the blizzard. It looks yeah. cool. It looks really sweet. And same with the final shots of Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, here we go. Deleted scene. Leia and the Resistance. General Leia Organa takes Resistance fighter Cor... Corsella? With, I see, yeah. with an urgent mission. 
Okay. The removed character. All right, yeah, let's take a listen to this. I need you to go see the Senate right away. Tell them I insist the Republic take action against the First Order. With all respect, will the Republic listen? Not all the senators oh. that got that important scene. Or maybe they do. I don't care. This is the Resistance character that we see gasping on the course on S, S planet before it's blown up. Yeah. 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 yeah on uh, whatever the planet's called that no one cares it's about. It's some uh, prime. Something prime. Yeah. 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 Um, so Rax is prime because that's the, that's force unleashed. Yeah. I always think it's Rax is prime. Right. No, I, prime. I know. Yeah. It, it, it's, um, uh, yeah. So, so a lot of people watching the force awakens, you're like, who the heck is that? Cause yeah. you see this, this woman, um, in uh, descriptor, you know, she's wearing the, the, the brown suit with the, the, the resistance kind of like um, blue insignia pin, African-American lady. And she's next um, to all these senators and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's kind of gasping at the fact that, okay, we're all going to die because this big incoming yeah. red laser is like filling up the sky kind yeah, of thing, like a, right? like a meteor approaching almost. Y yeah. So, so everyone's like, who the heck is that? Because uh, yeah, she's like there's clear There's no explanation. Frame. I forgot about that. In this movie, there's no explanation. Yeah. That that is the current capital of the Republic, and it just got blown up. It's just some random planet, as far yeah. as you are as you're aware of an audience. I think it's because JJ wanted to blow up Coruscant. They didn't allow that, or something. I feel like that was. I'm surprised they'd say no to that. I feel like either Pablo said that on a tweet at one point, or or someone mentioned it somewhere in a behind the scenes kind of like unofficial thing, yeah. like explanation for it. I know there's the other other goofy part about the New Republic is the capital changes every few years. Yeah, so it's a different planet every so often. <laughs> yeah, it's so confusing because they're always just like on the run, right? So it's an it's yeah, like, so it's an explanation they can blow up as many planets as they want. Like, can blow up the capital, but it doesn't matter because they're just gonna move to another one next month anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's gotten a senator just like just like that, you know, off the bat. <laughs> a new senator fill the gap. Yeah, but um, they have co-senators that just stand up and then they recruit new co-senators. I don't know where this fits in the movie, but I like it. I kind of like the idea that there was context for yeah. for that character. It seems like they cut everything to do with Leia before she meets Han. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is probably why none of this stuff is here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Are you, you a yes on this one, though? Yes, but I almost wish they'd done it better. <laughs> right. It was very quick. It, I know. I can't remember where I heard it. It maybe was just rumor, but my understanding was JJ didn't want any politics at all. Mm -hmm. And because there's not really a lot of politics in the original trilogy. You're told, like, oh, there's a... This, evil empire has taken over the galaxy and these people are trying to you know restore like justice and peace and stuff and like democracy right that's kind of it versus the prequels which you all know it's just full of all sorts of different um, politics but the problem was the politics was really important it was context going into this yeah it's really important context going into the sequels because we need yeah. to know what happened since the original trilogy and they just skipped all of it and it's very confusing. Yeah, and yeah. it's all filled in in books, but that should you shouldn't have to read extra material for, for just, for just the basic outline of the current situation of the galaxy. Mm -hmm. That's that's very important to know yeah. the, the foundation of what you're working with. It is. It is. Um, yeah, and 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 with the sequels having having absolutely none of that, uh, 
I, th- I think the only the only thing that they got close to getting a little political with was on Last Jedi when they go to Canto Bight and they get into that whole kind of like, well, no one's on, everyone's playing both sides of the war, kind of do your own thing, sort of thing, right? Like, right. yeah, but that w- that wasn't. It was like, like that it, weird. That wasn't really. It, it was a weird explanation. It was kind of it was a weird more, explanation was, for how does the resistance get their money <laughs> and right. how does the first order get all these people to like make deals with I them. And I feel like that. it was more of a shot at capitalism. I, yeah. Yeah. It totally was. It totally was. Yeah. Cause, cause there's people just, it was basically just making a statement like, Oh, people just do this people stuff for money. Greedy. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. don't actually care. Right. And there was a Which, planet full of yeah, people, gambling. So yeah, you know, people was, are like that. People are, I mean, there's examples on that in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, many of the American motor companies were selling tanks and stuff and military arms to like Nazi Germany before America joined the war. And even, I think maybe even after, but for sure. Crazy. Beforehand. Yeah. So, so let's, uh, let's take a look at the, Oh yeah. Where are we? This is a, this is a bad one, right? We're going to say, uh, we're going to say yes or I'm no. I'm going to say yes, but with an asterisk of there should be even more explanation. It should have been longer. That was a really short clip. Uh, maybe there's more. So maybe they only put in a piece of it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's possible. Green light for now. All right. Green. All right. Hit the next one. What, what do we got here? Let's see. Deleted scene, snow speeder chase. Ray and Finn attempt to elude capture in a stolen snowspeeder. Oh man, this is um, this is what that Lego set was all about. And then there was nothing in the movie that had to do with with what was going on here. And I bet you Lego took the heat for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you. <laughs> Let's take a look at what this is all about. Okay, so we got a hover speeder across Starkiller Base. This looks like it was pretty early. And uh, Ray and Finn are inside of it. Stormtroopers on pursuit in their own hover speeder. Firing at them. Bray is firing back in her blaster. Because <laughs> Ray is such a terrible shot. Yeah. I bet you that's why they cut it. They couldn't have Ray be bad at something. Okay, so. They just proved that Finn's got the better shot. I would have kept it in just because it makes Finn more competent, and I feel like he doesn't do enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like um, they should have kept that in. That was, although again, I feel like the context of where this scene fits, like that's, it's it's really short. It's like super short. It's like where does is, that go in? You know, is is it? Is there it, any explanation? Is it after the confrontation? No, there's like the... Well, I don't know. The, That's the thing. Maybe? Kylo Ren? Or is it them on their way to see Kylo Ren? Because if it's on the way to, then that's... I think it's... It um, works and they got caught. But it's, kind of, it's kind of strange. And how do they... There's, there's got to like be Where did missing. Solo and Chewie go? And where did they get the speeder? <laughs> yeah, where did they get the speeder from? <laughs> there's like got to be more to this. There yeah, there's a whole it, sequence that was... Yeah, they kind of gypped out on... On the deleted scenes here. It's almost like they're showing us highlights of the deleted scenes and not actually like the full deleted yeah. sequences. Okay, the planet's not exploding, so it has to be on the way to the base. They jipped down on the context of these deleted scenes just like they did on the context of the film. <laughs> it's a shame. I'm on the fence about it because on one hand, if where it fits in the movie is very awkward, but I also like the character building. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I I like the idea of like a chase scene, but I don't know. What's funny is it feels like the chase scene in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, kind of, it does, it's exactly the same. It's just the J.J. Abrams Passana. Yeah, it's the Passana yeah. speeder chasing the desert. It. They just reused the idea and it's made it better in the other snow. movie. Yeah, I don't know. This is a thumbs down for me overall. I think we need to disagree once in a while, so I'm going to say thumbs up. But uh, again, I'm not totally sold. I think it needs work. Audience's choice, then. Audience's choice. Let us know. Let us know. Send in a tweet or something like that. Let us know what you think. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, I, just, I like Finn, and I, I want him to do more. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He just feels like a sidekick, as opposed to a, another strong character. Because you don't think... Because, like, let's say the original trilogy. Luke is the main character. Han is not the main character, but he doesn't feel like a sidekick. Right. He feels like another Compton character who happens to be there and helps out. Is an evenly balanced, balanced cast. Exactly. Yeah. They both have, they all have strengths and weaknesses. Whereas the sequel trilogy, I felt like it was Ray has to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening. You know, if this was longer and I kind of knew where it took place in the story and had more context for it, I might actually be a yes. Mm-hmm. But just like as is, yeah, it's just a no. It's Fair. just a solid no. Because it's basically just like a, I'm a better pilot, you're a better shot, or I, or you know, I'm a better shot, you're a better pilot. Let's switch places. It reminds me of that Johnny. Finn should be a Johnny. better shot. He's a stormtrooper, <laughs> for the record. Reminds I don't me. know if Ray is canonly better shot or not, but I do think Finn should be just with his background. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know what, uh, you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of uh, it reminds me of that Johnny English scene when they're kind of like being pursued or they're they're, they're chasing the the villains down the street in in London, and uh, they're they're in the truck, in, and then the John, English. Johnny English is driving the truck. It's not the Aston Martin. And uh, and no, the Aston Martin is on the back of the truck. Oh just, yeah, I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the crane. Like, yeah, the music. Yeah, yeah, just so James Bond. Yeah, 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 and he's like. Oh. Switch places, buff. Yeah. <laughs> they just like release the release the crane. <laughs> down, buff. Down. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at the next one here. What does that say? Uh, deleted scene. Tunnel standoff. Han Solo, Chewbacca, and Finn struggle to escape from Max Maz Kanata's castle as the First Order forces attack Max Kanata. That's, Max her, Kanata. that's her brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hit that and uh, let's uh, take a listen. Punch it. We got Han, Finn, and Chewie running in the basement of Maz Kanata's castle. It's right after the lightsaber. Is there another way out of here? No. Maz is there. They get blocked in on the stairway, I guess. This is after the lightsaber gets given to Finn, right? Yeah. Put your weapons down! We're taking you into custody by order of Supreme Leader Snow. Snow. Uh... You know a smoke? No. Supreme Leader Snow. What makes him supreme? Put your weapons down! What did he do? Is this something he did? This is is this about the stormtrooper boots? That's how you knew. Sounds like such weapons a old man. Yes. Here. That's my gun. Give him oh. my gun. What is that? Oh, I don't got a smoke. Down. And the other one, the hairy one. That's smart. Don't Real call him smart so put, put it down. And your blaster! What is wrong with you? My blaster? Give him the blaster. Um, it's broken. <laughs> it feels what? like improv. <laughs> it's just a bit strange. Okay, so this is right after Finn gets the lightsaber. 
it's right after he gets the lightsaber. It's uh, right uh, when it's right when Han and Chewie get captured, and then they have their hands above their heads, right? And then the X wings fly over and yeah, three shots or sequences of Han Solo using Chewie's bowcaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's uh, definitely uh, uh, I don't know. I don't. I it, I don't know. That's too improv. It's a bit corny. It's a bit yeah, corny. It's yeah. it's too cheesy. And Han Solo sounds like such an old man. <laughs> Smoke, smoke. Chewie, you got you got smoke for these boys. Chewie, you got a smoke for these guys. Yeah. <laughs> so Here, ridiculous. Put your plaster down. Uh, uh, doesn't work. It doesn't. Yeah, what? <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's like eh, it feels improv. Honestly, I don't think that was the script. How embarrassing! How embarrassing! All right, what do we got next here? Unkar Plut at Maza's castle. In uh, in ten, in a tense standoff with Unkar plot at Maz's castle, Ray receives assistance from an unexpected source. All right, well, uh, uh, let's take a listen to this. And there's a, a reminder that Unkar plot is re- played by Simon Pegg. <laughs> That's right, more Simon Pegg in the movie. Just what we needed. I heard you're looking for some neighbor. Look at that puppy there. Hello, Ray. I'm going to make you pay for what you've done. I suggest kindly that you let go of me. And I suggest less kindly that you come with me. <laughs> Ray pulled a blaster on Onkar Plot. You have no idea the trouble you are in. He grabs it back. Oh, and then Chewbacca hey. comes in. I'm not afraid of Gives you. the blaster to Ray. Half a Chewbacca rips off Uncle Plus arm. Called it. That's kind of cool, actually. Okay, I've got one problem and one like about this. Like, I like the idea that that happens. That but Chewbacca I, tears an arm off? Yeah. I don't like the part, though, that, that Uncle Plot somehow gets there. After the whole Jakku thing where he goes, that's mine. <laughs> referring to the Falcon being stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Referring to the Falcon being stolen. Um, I don't know. I just like, I feel like how would he. It's how too would convenient he, that he found them there. Yeah. How would he know where to look? You know, like in the whole galaxy. Uh, honestly. Like Han Solo comes in. He's like, I know a safe place we can hide out. No one's going to know we're there. And yeah. everyone who's their enemy is there. Yeah, everyone, including Ankar Plaza. Is like, seriously? Yeah, like, I, I would say no because of that reason, but I do like the Chewbacca scene. Yeah. If Chewbacca could, why don't he just rip anyone's arm Anyone off? else. Anyone else. Literally anyone else. It doesn't need to be Ankar Plot. Um, so, yeah. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Oh, Uncle Plot. Uncle Plot. Uncle Peg. Um, what's the next one here? Uh, X wings prepare for light speed. Poe leads the resistance, the resistance fleet, on a rescue mission to Takadana. Okay, so this is just before they get to Maz's castle, I guess. So uh, let's. Uh, yeah. So right before the water scene, we see the X wing spraying. Yeah, up, yeah. Uh, rooster tails. Uh, here we go. They're launching from the base on Takar. That's going to be a cool All shot. All, All teams, altitude confirmed. Hold for jump to light speed on my go. 
Copy that. Roger, let's see. Is there any other speed? They're in space above the car. That's Snap Wexley. And boom, they shoot into light speed. I don't mind that at all. This is kind of neat. You know, although the introduction in the movie, when you just see them floating above the, the water, the water is pretty cool. Is a cool introduction to the X-Wings. So I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of on the fence about this one. I'm going to say no, because I like that intro in the water. I think it's really cool. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. That being said, though, I wouldn't call it embarrassing. It's actually a pretty cool sequence, uh, but it just works better with the way that they cut it out and yeah. left the introduction as is where they're floating above the lake. I'm noticing a lot of these deleted scenes, they feel like they were deleted for better reveals for introductions of characters and stuff. It makes it makes sense because because being episode seven, they wanted it to be like that, right? They wanted it to be that really cool, nostalgic reveal for just about mm-hmm. everything in the movie. So yeah, I, I, can, I could see them kind of gravitating to those creative decisions, you know, in the editing room. Makes a lot of sense. Let's take a look at the last one here. Um, what is this? The Scavenger and the Stormtrooper. Wait a minute. That's not a Oh, that's not scene, a deleted scene. That's not a deleted scene at all. What do, is that it? I think that's it. That's it? Oh my it's goodness. Not, I feel like the sequels are really holding out on deleted scenes. They really are. You know, and like... Because, for example, there's got to be more to that Snowspeeder trace, right? So... Why wouldn't they just put the whole thing up? Yeah. Some of the animation reels that they did, that they put uploaded to Disney Plus here for the prequels, like 12 minutes long. Yeah. And, and that's, but again, that just comes down to like how much more transparent the story is from George Lucas. Whereas the, the movies from the Disney era are so convoluted in, the production end that, of like yeah. how how what are we gonna do for this movie and like all the changes that they made last minute and everything and even down to the bonus features of actually revealing this is what could have been in the movie. Maybe they're worried people would like it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe they're worried that like people like what could have been and not what you know, but there's already too much out there that we know what could have been. Because I'm pretty sure these sequels had some of the most behind the scenes footage ever recorded for like Star Wars films and stuff. Oh really? I always thought that was the least. No, I feel like it's got they knew that this was going to be a big deal. There's no way they skipped out on all that extra stuff. Yeah. Well, the, Why would they not? Well, I mean, if you look at the bonus features for like the prequels specifically, uh, the, I think the documentation for the original trilogy was, was, you know, extensive enough, but uh, the ones for the prequels were, were really, really like, it was a lot of stuff. Cause each movie was, I remember there was, there was like a, there's a, there's a, for Revenge of the Sith had like the most amazing detailed behind the scenes uh, that I've ever seen because it walks you through the entire production process hmm. going from concept all the way through animation. There's an entire like four minutes that you just watch like George Lucas give dailies on someone's animation for Yoda. And it was like, it was, it was so cool. And I was like, that would never be in the new film or anything new, anything, any right. new movie, like no one would ever reveal that kind of stuff. And, uh, and Force Awakens, none of these movies are any different. So so I always thought that they kind of gypped out in general compared that, to the George Lucas films. Do you think that has to do with the fact that Disney is a big corporation yeah, and has exactly, to do exactly. everything in a positive light? Yep. I think I think it has to do with, with the fact that they are such a big company. They don't want to give anyone the right to record just B-roll whenever they want. Um, I think well, that they I would think that they would have their own recording team that's there specifically for that similar yeah. to what we got with the 
the uh, bonus features and DVDs for the Lord of the Rings stuff. It's all very carefully monetized. Everything that they do, uh, which they slap their label on, uh, they're, they're, they're being absurdly careful with what they put out there. Right. So everything from trimmed down deleted scenes to uh, the bonus features themselves are very controlled by Disney. So uh, it's very interesting going through these deleted scenes because it's very obvious that there's more to what's going on. I feel like a number of these, there's more, like more like, for example, the one we just talked about on whatever Nexus Prime or whatever it's called uh, th- that was supposed to explain more of the politics. I feel like there's more to that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels weird that there would only be that one, yeah. that one little section. Yeah, there's got to be more. Yeah, there's got to be more. And, Maybe and it got cut out in the script before they recorded, but I feel like there, there had to have been more at some point. I mean, filming day, you just record that one scene and then, you know, there's no way. There, there's obviously, there's, there's got to be way more footage. Right. I think that, I feel like they just took pieces and bits that looked good as deleted scenes to then put on the bonus features. And, and they noticed that. that they were all finished. Yeah, they were mostly put together. Like even the Ankar plot one, it wasn't even. It just wasn't rendered. Yeah, like in the prequels one, we had like or in the original trilogy one, there was full on like storyboard. Yeah. Deleted scenes, right? And that's like being that's like a hundred percent transparent. Like back to the drawing board, this is what we would have done, and that's as early as you can get, other than the script itself. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they're hiding a lot. <laughs> it feels that <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? Because when did they add? All the deleted scenes to the to Disney Plus. This is new. Uh, well, it's when Disney Plus launched. They had they had the streaming rights to the Star Wars Disney movies, but yeah, I feel like the extras tab. I don't know. I feel like the extras tab was there from the get go. But okay. um, I compared the bonus features on the Rise of Skywalker on Disney Plus to the Blu Ray, and they're identical. Okay, so they just uploaded what was on the Blu Ray. They just literally uploaded what was available on the Blu Ray. Okay, so this goes all the way back to actual production, not yeah. a Disney Plus thing. Yeah, exactly. It goes back to the production itself. When I found you, I saw raw, untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special.
need someone to show me my place in all this. Man, they do such a good job on these trailers. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I, I haven't watched these trailers since before The Last Jedi came out. Well, we were, we were, uh, I remember the very, um, the very moment that you and I were in celebration uh, with, uh, with our friends, with Bryce and Ben. And, and the trailer reveal. The trailer reveal came out in the, in the main hall, in the, every stage, everywhere across the whole state of the, the, the whole venue, right? We were, were saturated with this trailer that the big reveal. And I remember us kind of like poking over the shoulders and heads of everyone, all these hundreds of people that were gathered in this big room and, you know, just everyone had stopped what they were doing everything. Even if someone was buying something at a, you know, everyone had stopped and like just to watch this trailer. And people went nuts, you know, oh, people, yeah. people went crazy for this trailer and it is such a good trailer. And this trailer makes the movie look like it's going to be fantastic. It looks super cool. So, I mean, like just the way it's cut, the character reveals, yeah. see what's going on. The music. Yeah. It doesn't reveal anything to the plot. No. At all. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> I mean, nothing. The sequ- I don't think any of the sequel trailers do. They they've, they kept that very, very tight lipped. Right. So that's not surprising. That was a very part for the course. But just watching the trailer, this looks like a great movie. Yeah, it does. Yeah. There's no Canto bite in there at all. If you had yeah, noticed. that's a good point. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. It's all it's all Kylo Ren, Ray, Leia, Shnoke. you know. Yeah. We don't even see Maz Kanata in there. Yeah, Snoke and man, the dialogue in the trailer, they make it it's it's so good. And to be fair, there's there is some really well written pieces in, in The Last Jedi for sure. Um, some really good quotes, you know, from some of the characters, but uh, it's almost like they crammed them all into the trailer and <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's kind of funny, but um, yeah, that was uh last Jedi. I mean, turning point for the trilogy. A lot of people were completely split the fan base for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, my initial impression of this movie um, prior to its release was, was definitely along the lines of this is going to fix the trilogy. This is going to set the trilogy on a new. Cause you didn't like force awakens. I didn't like force awakens. No, I, I walked out. The door. I, wa- I was excited when I went in. I was so excited. And then when I walked out, I remember feeling very empty inside. <laughs> and, um, I remember going into the last Jedi thinking like, this is going to be it. This is, yeah. this is the, this is the movie that's going to rectify the last film. And, um, and I feel like a lot of people still love force awakens because of the nostalgia, but it's really the movie that's responsible for setting it on the track that it ended up going on for the next two movies. So it does hold some responsibility for that, uh, which is also why I just don't like it. But um, The Last Jedi, you know, building off of that movie went completely in a 180 direction. There was so much about it that I just yeah. didn't expect, that I didn't like. Um, but there was uh, definitely the whole Snoke thing, the whole Kylo Ren turning into the massive, the big villain that was all cool. I loved that. They didn't stick to that, though. I wish they had. It's JJ, man. He came back and he wanted to change it back and put it back on his rails again. And, yeah. and you know, it just goes flip-flopping back and forth and they had no idea think, what they were doing. I feel like, because this is just, like, fan, like, you know, I guess what could have been whatever, right? Yeah. If they had kept Kylo as the new supreme leader... I think that would have been really cool and it almost would have been like a take if Vader had successfully overthrown Palpatine and become the leader of the Empire himself, which mm-hmm. was his plan. Yeah. That's why he wanted to recruit Luke to be his new apprentice. 
the original episode nine, which was written by Colin Trevorrow, would have been significantly more successful, I think, instead of The Rise of Skywalker. It's hard to tell. It, it is hard to tell because The Last Jedi did did so um, badly in the sense that that fans hated it. Um, critics loved it, but you know, fans were just were just destroyed by this movie. And uh, I feel like uh, you know, the death of Luke Skywalker really took away from a lot of people and the Canto Bite thing. And you know, I think if it wasn't for those things, and even and the, the fact that Carrie Fisher actually passed away, yeah, that during too. the production of this film, yeah, yeah, there was a lot surrounding this movie which didn't go well. But um, we got a series of deleted scenes here, which looks up here. It appears to be that they have commentary. Um, it looks as if Ryan Johnson is the commentator on these deleted scenes. So this will be really interesting. So I won't be able to describe as easily what's going on here, but we'll take a listen to these and uh, see what we can do to try and uh, inform you guys at home. If you are not following along yourself, um, what actually is happening in these scenes. So what is this one? It's an alternate opening scene. Yep. So writer-director Ryan Johnson describes how sometimes even wonderful material needs to be cut from a film. So let's take a listen to this first one. So this is how the film originally opened. This is how it was scripted and boarded and how we originally shot it. Um, and I had come up with this idea. I was so I, it was a clever idea. So proud of my own cleverness. We'll tilt down and we'll think that we're... Uh, and this, by the way, is very rough. This is previs. This is not the finished effects. It would have been looked much better than this. But we come down and we find uh, what we think is the surface of a planet. And then we uh, tilt down and realize it's this dome that Finn is under. Um, and essentially, the idea of introducing Finn and then getting into the whole thing. And, and you can see there's a uh, additional little scene with Poe. It, it was kind of the thing where once we got in the cutting room and played with it a little bit, we kind of realized that we just wanted to cut to the chase. Um, there's that classic advice, you want to make any script better, chop off the first three pages. And that's, that's kind of what we ended up realizing we should do with this sequence is uh, coming off of the scroll, here's what's being threatened, here's the threat, and we're into it. And this, while it was clever and maybe a little more elegant in some ways, just didn't have um, the directness that we found we needed. So, cleverness lost. They found us. Well, we knew that was coming. Ronix, is the base fully evacuated? Still loading the last batch of transports. We need more time. Basically just cut straight to that final shot there. Yeah, so that that's kind of interesting because... Um, I'm glad they cut it. Uh, yeah, I am glad they changed it. It would also have been the only in first Star Wars movie to not open up with an actual planet in yeah. sight. What's funny is I like this with the, the dome looks like a planet, whatever, slightly better than the other I gotcha where it looks like a ship landing, but it's actually a droid ironing uniforms. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the yeah, same yeah, idea. Yeah. It's the same gag. So maybe they right. switched it. I like if they have to have one, I actually like this slightly better because it's kind of clever. But I'd rather have neither of them. <laughs> so the uh, original opening of The Last Jedi um, it was the, the shuttles coming down from or wrapping around the other side of the ship, was it not? Or am I mistaken? Was that's it? Oh, Force no, Awakens. sorry. That's for, I'm thinking of Force Awakens. Yeah, they're on the way down uh, to destroy 
uh, Jack. Right, Cohen. right, yeah. How did how did the last? I can't even remember. How did the last Jedi open up again? Do you remember? I th- think it's the massive star destroyer going to. F- nope, nope. That's Force Awakens as well. <laughs> Because you, you see the planet, and then you see the Star Destroyer going in front. Oh, you know, he, here it is. It pans down, and you see the, sh- the ships. Okay, you and s- it zooms in. Okay, it's very simple. That's probably why it's not as quite as Yeah, simple. it zooms in to the shuttles. Okay, so the alternate version that we saw, it cuts right to Finn waking up Yeah. instead of him waking up later. But it's basically the same plot of events kind of thing. But... I don't know. Th- this does get interesting really quick. I mean, right away, the Star Destroyers show up right outside the building or the, the planet. It's faster than the original cut. Yeah. Which is what he was talking about, you need to cut. He was talking about you need to cut the first three pages or whatever. Yeah. To get right to the action. Right. I'd say it was a good decision. Yeah. 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 I feel like it was a good decision. So so the the, the deleted scene then, we're, uh, we're thumbs down on that, eh? Yep. How embarrassing. <laughs> How embarrassing. What do we got next? Uh, deleted scene with commentary. Caretaker village sequence. When a flotilla of ships appear on the island's harbor, Luke tests Ray with a warning about an in- impending visitors. I remember this one from the DVD. It's very okay. Good. Let's take a listen to this. Oh, F- Freudian slip there. Blu-ray. Show <laughs> <laughs> my age. Yeah. <laughs> big one um along with the big snoke star destroyer incursion by by finn and rose this is probably the biggest scene that we cut out and um it was a big cut and we went back and forth about whether or not to actually do it for a while um for a lot of reasons i mean first of all it's it's a I, th- I think, you know, Daisy and Mark are terrific in this scene, this lead up to it. You you get, you know, there's not a lot of action on the island. You get to see Ray kind of being a badass and running over the water with her lightsaber and smashing in. You get all the great creature work of the caretaker village. And then you get a great dramatic scene between the two of them at the end of it. It was just taken on its own. I love everything in here. But first of all, pacing-wise, there was always something about it that kind of stuck. And it just felt like at this point in the movie, you watched the whole thing in context and you felt like you, you just wanted to move past it. And I always stuck to, well, don't you need to have this so that you get Ray and Luke to the point where they're fighting? And then that motivates her to be a little more open to Kylo and their connection, their next connection, and it motivates Luke to, you know, um, open himself to the Force. And once we lifted it out and realized if we ended on that beat of um, her saying, Kylo failed you, I won't, uh, it worked just as well in a different way, but 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 just as well. And it's another one of those things when when you take something out, stick the two things together, and realize it works. It's really really hard to to come up with an argument for keeping it in, especially if it helps the pacing, and especially if you have a movie that's as big and long as this one, and especially if you know in the back of your head, well, at least they'll be able to watch it in the deleted scenes. Uh, so here you go. 
raid and plunder? In a way. Was this a joke? Sorry, I didn't think you'd... you just ran so fast. I thought they were in danger. I was trying to do something. And that's what the resistance needs, not some old failed husk of a religion. Do you understand now? I understand that across the galaxy, our real friends are really dying. That old legend of Luke Skywalker that you hate so much, I believed in it. I was wrong. Okay, so um, this sequence for the first part where Ryan was talking, everyone, uh, Luke uh, and Ray, they see something going on down at the the, the frog village. You know, the yeah, pe- it's the same uh, race of people we see with the the carriage. Yeah, the one that gets pushing, yeah. gets crushed by the rock when Ray cuts it with a lightsaber. Yeah, it's like those, quite those, funny. Those peoples. Yeah, I feel like it plays up on that joke from earlier when she's training, right? Because it's the same thing where she's training with Luke. Uh, thinks that they're in trouble, r- sprints across the, the island to, with her lightsaber ignited, you know, to go and save them, burst through the gate, you know, breaks it down kind of thing. And all, all these villagers that are just partying, it turns out they're not in trouble at all. They're just having a, having a, a powwow. Yeah. Part of me really wants it in, in the, uh, the yeah, film yeah. just because of the scene where they're all staring at. Yeah. They just stop the music. The music just gets killed and they just all look at her and yeah. then, and then she moves it like it's a glow stick and they all start partying again. Yeah. I yeah. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. It's I really quite like funny. that. It is but quite funny. I do also agree. Uh, well, let me also say, I also like, adding more content of Ray training. Mm-hmm. I always think more training stuff was good. Cause yeah. I feel like we got a lot of, of Luke training in uh, empire strikes back. And so I really liking as much of that as we can. Mm-hmm. And more Luke as well. That's also a good point. And Luke specifically teaching her. Cause then I feel like we only got what two scenes. It, it, was, the- it was like he taught her the three lessons and then that was that. Right. Um, and, and he also filled her in on what happened with Ben and I don't know, like we did get a decent amount of Luke in the film, but all that we got in the, in, what we did get in the movie are, is, is the exact thing that people are unhappy with. And it, the way that this clip ends is exactly what people are unhappy with, where, where Luke is just not the Luke that we know and love. What's right? funny is he actually comes through a bit here because he laughs. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He just thinks it's kind of funny that he's like, you just ran so fast. I yeah, just couldn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny then that they like, cut this section mm-hmm. when it actually showed Luke being a little more lighthearted, which yeah. we don't really get. I don't think we get it at all. No, we don't. It would have alleviated Except for, some you, you of could it. argue when he's, he's got the stick and he's like, brushing her like do you feel a force do you oh feel yeah force? that's right yeah 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 so. yeah he's got the little leaf or whatever like you feel the force you feel for it just feels that out being of place, said though. i'd rather have this joke than that joke that's true yeah any day of the week yeah for sure that feels like too much of a dad joke so overall though i mean um this is cool to kind of see but is it also, does it work in the movie that's the thing like because I, I kind of agree with what ryan's saying here yeah where if you think about where it would be in the film does feel a little clunky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a thumbs down for me too. I think they made the right decision, but like you said, it's a shame because there's a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. What do we got next? Uh, extended father chase. Also a commentary scene. What's that description say? View an extended version of the Rose and Finn's escape from the Canto Bites 
with the the Faithiers stampeding through the resort's bathhouse. All right. Oh, jeez. Okay, this will be kind of interesting. I'll probably cut this because I'm going to give them an R rating. Yeah. <laughs> so this is something I thought would be really interesting to include. This is basically the original original very first first version of the father year chase which was a much more extended sequence and uh i wanted to put it in um because i mean first of all it does have some really fun little moments i thought would be fun to see uh it's got a lot of like you can see here more unfinished shots so you get a little bit of a glimpse behind the curtain of some of the rougher unfinished effect shots which i always think is interesting um, also, though, I, I thought it'd be interesting to see um, the sequence in its first state, and maybe you can compare that to the finished cut-down sequence in the movie and get a sense of why we cut what we cut um, and see that kind of when you're cutting something like this, there's a lot of good stuff that you pull out just because it kind of hits the point of diminishing returns. And if you watch this whole sequence, the extended version, and think about it in the context of the bigger movie, you get the sense of all oh, this stuff is really cool, but it's just, it's too much. And you have to kind of, you know, pick your battles and figure out what belongs there. And uh, inevitably, just for pacing, you end up losing some really fun stuff. Um, but it ends up serving the bigger picture. So I, I hope that in, in that context, this is interesting. Okay, what do we do now? I think we hang on. that most of the sequence is actually still the same as what we see in the film. It feels like they cut every other shot, at least at the beginning. Yeah, there's like the odd missing shot where it's like, oh, someone, someone's tea got spilt or... You know, someone's, a table got cracked because a father stomped on it or whatever. But most of it's still, still there. Still, yeah. this is oh, this is new. We got a bunch of fathers on the rooftops. I feel like is that new? This looks like it's all right. Yeah, it's got to be. Oh, this is bathhouse. Yeah, this is new. Okay, we got a, a bathhouse here with a a pretty neat looking. Uh, um, Oh, that is fascinating. Oh, gosh. Okay, so there's Naked a little... Aliens. There's a pink alien guy with a with an eye. I think there was a short story written about him in the uh, Aliens uh, Aliens uh, Volume 1 book that they did before this movie came out. We had more clothing on the beach. Straight and he, he, does, uh, in, he does, in fact, work in a bathhouse, that character. <laughs> so it turns out, I guess, it's from a deleted scene. Suck it in! Suck it in! Because this is all new. They're whizzing down skinny alleyways in the Why city. The alley gets skinny? I don't know. Okay, now they're on the beach. This is this is all back in the yeah. movie again. They see the shell get blown up.
of extra shots of the father scaling the, the mountain cliffside trails with oh, some wow. shuttles shooting some of the fathers down. Some of them end up dying. This is the shooting gallery! Okay, so most of this is actually new now. Still scaling the cliff. This is in the and this is back in the movie again. They get to the top of the cliff and they're running across the grassway. Let the herd go. Stick with the pups. <laughs> yeah, this is all still in the film. Where'd they go? I think we lost him. Now we get down to the beach and circle back around. <laughs> Can you swim? Not when I'm dead. We're trapped. It won't take them long to find us. It was worth it, though. To tear up that town, make them hurt. Oh, this yeah. whole Canto Bite thing feels like a Thank you. too much of a sidetrack to the main story. Mm -hmm. No, there's something about her character. They just didn't do it justice. Like they, she could have been so much better. Now it's worth it. I didn't realize when we see them jump over right at the end. They jump over the cliff to the grassy knoll. That was supposed to be the top of what is mm -hmm. almost like a like a cliffside mountain. Yeah, yeah. We don't have that context, but that's it's pretty minor detail. Yeah, yeah. So, it just made the movie even longer if they left it in. The movie's already like over over uh well it's 150 something minutes 153 yeah. minutes or whatever 155 yeah at the end of the day i think they made the right call i think cutting it down it still gets the the point across yeah and it doesn't feel like you're i guess dragging out the scene a bit mm -hmm. yeah how embarrassing how embarrassing it's funny how you use the negative sound effect for agreeing with them <laughs> 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 um, all right, what's the next one? It's kind of weird that you recorded that. What does that description say? When when Finn wonders if he'll ever see Ray again, BB-8 shows him a holographic image that gives him renewed strength. All right, let's take a listen. This is a really lovely little scene between John and BB-8, and this was to kind of point... Finn in the direction of, I'm going to go save my friend, Ray. Remind him what he cares about here. Um, and it, it was entirely just a pacing thing of why we cut it out. It was really painful to cut, but very early on we realized in the flow of everything, uh, it, 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 we, once we realized we could make the leap with Finn to him packing up his bag and getting ready to go, and we would know why he was doing it, then, as sweet as this scene was, and as beautiful as this little moment with John is, um, we just didn't need it. And if you don't need a scene in the movie, you can't have a scene in the movie. That, but thank you. Okay, so that scene, Finn is holding that little tracking thing that, that Ray's got. You know, the little 
I was wondering what that was. Yeah, it's that little tracking device that they're able to trace someone even through hyperspace. It was just, it was obviously just something for to work within the context of the movie and that didn't move the plot along. But right. That's um, how they kept getting tracked as they were jumping. Something. I, yeah, it was like, it was so that Ray could find her way back to the resistance, even after leaving to go see Luke. That's what it was. So, um, they, uh, so Finn's holding that thing. BBA comes over. He's looking all sad. BBA shows him a holographic video of Ray kissing Finn on the forehead in the end of the force awakens and he gets up and all motivated and everything like that. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that one? I don't think it was needed. I think, I don't think he needed extra encouragement to find her. We already know that also makes it kind of awkward because in this film, it really feels like they were trying to set up Finn to have a relationship with uh, with Rose, yeah, with Rose. Yeah. So then this all that makes it unless they wanted the idea to make it a love triangle. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know. It makes it pretty convoluted. It it is in that regard. It is convoluted. I I don't think it's necessary. I think it was a good call to cut it. Yeah. Okay. And we already know that Finn really like is really good friends from Force Awakens with Ray, right? So right, we don't need right. that extra reasoning to why he would want to save her. We already know he cares. Yeah, we already know he cares. Yeah, he doesn't need that little push. So, all right then. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Mega Destroyer Incursion, extended version with commentary. Disguised as First Order personnel, Finn, Rose, and DJ have one close call after another aboard Snoke's flagship uh wow all these extended version things i think this movie could be even longer so this is a painful one this was maybe (laughs) my very favorite sequences in the movie and of course because the movie gods are cruel it became evident at some point in editing we were going to have to cut it out and it just killed me so i am very happy we're able to present this whole thing here um, this is very obviously kind of an extended version of uh, our three knuckleheads working their way through Snoke's Mega Destroyer. And uh, we had to, we retained this opening beat, but everything else, you can see how we took this shot and repurposed it for the finished film um, and a couple other shots in here. But originally it was this, and this is a big, amazing Rick Heinrich set. And the note I gave him was I wanted to do the Star Wars version of, that's Paula, our script supervisor there. I wanted to do the Star Wars version of um, Jack Lemmon's office in the apartment <laughs> that movie. So that basically to see where the bean counters of the First Order are. So, uh, and there's Ralph, um, who's fantastic as, uh, Ralph Anderson is fantastic as this uh, officer who is on to them. Anyway, this, this sequence, I, it cracks me up. It's so much fun. The only reason it's not in the movie is for pacing. It was just in a section of the movie where we had to just move things along. And the instant we lifted it out, even though it felt like a knife going in my heart to take it out, we, uh, it was immediately apparent that it, the whole movie, you know, moved better without it.
Okay, so we uh, we had a, we had a scene where um, Finn, Rose, and DJ have to walk across a room full of people at desks. So they straighten up their costumes and all that, Just looking super uptight. They get into an elevator. They had trouble closing the door. So the door closes, but then the back door opens and like eight stormtroopers walk in and one of them is looking at Finn right now. Is there a problem, soldier? FN-2187. Bit suspicious. He recognizes him. You don't remember me? 926, induct camp, batch eight. Yeah, I remember you. Please don't do this. I'm sorry, Air Panther 187. I know I'm not supposed to initiate contact with officers, but I never took you for captain material. Look at you! Captain! That's it. I hope. Stormtrooper just okay. slapped him on the butt. I hope. <laughs> I noticed they used some prequel music there to fill in the gaps. It may have got caught before John Williams recorded. We're not going to stay this yeah. lucky for long. Where's that tracker? Right around the corner. Bit of a temporary filler. Okay, interesting. Um, I like the first half. The first half is cool, yeah. The first half is good. Until the stormtroopers get into the elevator. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't like the elevator part, but I really like up to the elevator part. Yeah, I like the fact that he's trying to get away from the officer who's like, you know, you know what it reminds me? Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's like mashing the elevator button to try and close the door, and there's an officer in he's white like coming out. He's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes on just long enough that it gets to the point of like, when is it going to close? I love the, the close up of his hand just like hitting the button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is quite comical. Oh, that was really good. And honestly, I also thought at the beginning, when they have their uniforms on and then Finn quickly like touches them up because he would know what they would look for because mm-hmm. he was a stormtrooper. Yeah. I thought, again, that was a, a, a good... It was a nice touch. Yeah, it was a good thing to add because it shows that he has this backstory. I feel like we never bring that up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. I want, it's 50-50 I, for me. I wish they had kept the first half. I do. Yeah. It was really good. I liked it. Audience choice then. Let us know. Let us know what you think of this one. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, I think you and I are both, you know, 50-50 on that one. Because there's no reason why they couldn't have them up to the elevator and then just right. cut yeah. and then come yeah. back to the next It could have been a funny, comical transition because, you know, the doors could have shut. Then yeah. they have, like, this sense of relief. And then it just goes to a different sequence or character in the film, right? Transitions. I guess the issue was they needed the elevator because... Guessing they didn't have anything else to cut to, and they mm. cut back. Um, I, like I it, mean, I guess so. Maybe. Well, they like could have whatever just, it was. It must have went straight into where we cut into the movie now. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, it could have. It may. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows where the transition would have would have been? But uh, whatever it was cutting with, it, it may have worked. If it was cutting to a Ray and Luke training moment, then it might have worked just fine. Yeah. If that's the case, then we're completely fine. Yeah. 
What's the next one we got here? Uh, deleted scene. Pages gun jams. Pages gun jams. <laughs> Apparently. All right. During the resistance bombing run against the First Order warship, gunner Page Tico experiences technical difficulties. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. Page Tico is Rose Tico's sister, the one that dies on the bomber. Um, yeah. The one that dies at the beginning. So this is how um, Paige, who Veronica Ungo plays, uh, how she was originally introduced. It was this little sequence here. And uh, this really got lost just kind of as collateral damage when we restructured the bombing run a little bit. And we introduced the bombers themselves later in the sequence than we originally did. And we can no longer have this this little intro sequence. Um, that's a nice little beat. And Veronica's just wonderful. That was very short. Yeah, that was. That was, uh, it's all right, I guess. I, I don't really know what the huge it's, difference is. It's, well, it was an introduction to her. To yeah. I, gu- I guess sister. when they introduced her, they, they kind of just had her do her thing and then she goes up to release the bombs, right? Yeah. Uh, and then with the metal thing, because in this yeah, scene, it's she when the cl- bombers are all blowing up around her. Yeah. And I think we meet her when she, she realizes they're over the target, and then the pilot's dead. She's got to go up yeah, there and pull the, uh, the release. That's right, yeah. Knowing well, that she's going to die kind of thing. And she clutches the metal like while she's lying on the ground kind of thing. That's right, yeah. So that's Which, two times that we would have seen the metal up close. Like the little it, it doesn't feel necessary, then. No, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't feel necessary. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. All right, what's the next one we got here? Uh, Phasma squealed like a, a whoop hog. What? <laughs> That's what it says. Like a whoop hog. A whoop hog. Not a warthog. A whoop hog. Finn accuses Phasma of cowardice and betrayal of the First Order uh, as her troops listen. Um, okay. This looks like it takes place during the Finn versus Phasma fight. So I, I love this scene. I'm really happy this is here. So this is very rough technically, both in terms of you can see the backgrounds, but also it's just not as polished technically as it ever would have been if we had gone it finished. But I want you guys to see it. This is how the scene between Finn and Phasma originally ended up. And... Um, we end up doing a pickup and doing the version that's in the movie, again, largely just for pacing. But uh, I, I love John's performance here. I love the idea that we're calling out that Phasma kind of flipped like a wooden nickel in The Force Awakens and that that's coming back to roost. I also just had a blast shooting this this day. We were um, I came in on the weekend to shoot it, and these shots where Phasma fires the gun, we did in reverse. We started with the gun up and then pulled it back and and then reversed in the edit room. And just on that day, we had felt on set like we were making a, that's like the kind of trick we do in a student film, this thing here. And it was just so much fun to do. And uh, I'm, I'm happy we at least get to see it here. You were always scum. Rebel scum. The uh, ATST at the end there. 
Sorry, you have to say that again. What was that? Uh, the noises we heard at the end was Rose showing up on the ATST with BB-8 to, to save. Yeah, yeah. That, w- that was kind of an interesting clip. Uh, it's basically an entire alternate death scene for Phasma as well. So this is after she gets her helmet smashed in. Yeah, it looks like the ending we get, instead of her just falling, Yeah, it looks like she would die and then she crawls up again, I guess. Uh, well, it could have been that she gets her helmet smashed in, but instead of falling onto some shrapnel that then collapses beneath her, she would have just fallen down... Maybe gotten up and up. then other stormtroopers kind of come out of, yeah, it looks like they would have made that transition differently, but, but yeah, she, she has like four stormtroopers with her and, and Finn calls her out for being a coward because he, uh, held her at gunpoint and had her turn mm-hmm. off the shields for Starkiller base. So Finn all the stormtroopers ha- look at each other kind of like, Oh, what? And then that, and then Phasma pulls a gun and shoots all the stormtroopers which is really strange. Yeah, because because they know that she's they're going to turn on her and because the truth comes out, right? And then uh, and then the fight kind of goes on and there's a different way that Finn gets knocked down and then he takes that big gun and fires it at her chest and she kind of goes flying back into a hole and burns to a crisp. So Which is the ending we have. Yeah. What was interesting though is that her arm gets cut off in this sequence, in this version. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he he takes the electro thing that he's been using to fight Phasma in the theatrical version and he whips off her 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 spear arm um, and um, mm. I don't know I mean you know I read the the, the book Phasma um, okay. from uh, it came out around the same time that the movie did and the character of Phasma in the book is like nothing like we get in the movie and it was done kind of intentionally that way because they were designing in the book, they did a really good job at, I, th- I believe that the author is Delilah S. Dawson. She did a really good job at painting this picture that um, she becomes this thing that she wasn't supposed to be. Like she was this once like very talented warrior growing up on a planet that was very, um, very uh, in their roots, you know, like, you know, sticks and ropes and, uh, you mm, know, very, okay. uh, yeah. very uh, kind of they didn't basic, have, basic like, high living. technology, yeah, exactly. Blasters and stuff. Yeah, no technology at all. Yeah, and uh, then the first order crash lands on their planet, and she gets like, sucked into this group where they, they, they kind of take her for uh, helping her navigate the terrain to get back to their ship, and so th- over the course of this journey, she uh, basically kind of gets, uh, per, uh, I don't know, she she kind of gets absorbed a little bit by the stuff that they've got, like the blasters and the gadgets and the tools and all this stuff. So uh, through the course of back and forth flashing, um, uh, the present moment, she's interrogating a resistance spy. And um, I forget who it is. I think it, I, I totally forget the name of the character now, but um, it was a cool book. It was a really good book. And, uh, and I always thought that her time in the, both Force Awakens and Last Jedi, even with this deleted scene included, it's always been a wasteful way to use a character. Every single time. Like, I feel like... What does that always happen with the characters that look cool? I don't know. Boba Fett, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's just... I don't know. So if anyone likes the idea of Phasma and wants a really good story with Phasma, uh, take a look at that novel. It's just called Phasma, and um, it was uh, was a good read. Do you think that this deleted scene version fits better with the novel? Mm, No, you know, and and that's the thing is like, I feel like, I feel like her, her character as a whole in the films 
don't necessarily line up as well with we how get they. Such a narrow view of her. Yeah, films. it's so. Yeah, it's such a narrow view, right? It's like, kind of the same thing both times. We just see her. I mean, beginning Force Awakens, we see her scold Finn, and mm-hmm. other, every time after that, it's she catches Finn after he's uh, he's gone on the lamb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, I don't know. Is this a thumbs down? It, to me, doesn't change the film that much. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. I feel like uh, for me, it's a deal breaker, specifically with the end. That really janky shot of uh, BB-8 sh- and oh, Rose okay. showing up on the the walker. What is it in the, the actual theatrical version? Is uh, it similar? I think I, it, it's it similar. is similar, but like Finn gets knocked over an edge and then he... He he gets caught by the the thing and then he PTSD? gets raised up. He's like, okay. "Hey!" and then slams that thing into his her helmet, and then yeah. that's when she goes down. So, do we see BB-8 show up in that one? I feel like he might be. Or do we only see the wide shot of them running? I think at one point I know BB-8 is like we see that shot of him using a one of the walkers to shoot down people, and then the top gets ripped off, and you just see him driving it. Yeah, like, I remember that. somehow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. I don't know. Yeah, this that one just nah. Now nah, I'm good. But uh, yeah, what do we get next? Poe, not much of a sewer. Poe returns his lucky jacket to Finn after having repaired more or less the damage sustained from Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Oh, okay. All right, let's take a listen to this. This one's also a commentary. They're all commentary, it seems. So this is kind of a little bridging scene, a little setting up scene that I thought we needed, obviously, and and once we realized we didn't, it's a pretty obvious decision to cut out. But it's a really nice scene between these two guys. I I like the extras going in between. I actually looked at Empire in in, in the hallways at Hoth and realizing that's something they did quite a lot. It just kind of brings the whole thing to life in a way. But these two guys just having this moment together and... Whole thing with the jacket. I just really loved it. But you know, I was busy saving the entire fleet. You demoted. Well, wait, we we took down a dreadnought. Okay, so that part, that last part's in the movie still. But um, yeah, so right before the sequence where Leia slaps Poe, he's got a quick little scene there. We have some dialogue in the hallway and gives Finn his jacket back, and it's all stitched up and fixed. I like it. Yeah, it's I like short, it too. Yeah. It's worth adding. I think uh, it it helps tie it to Force Awakens with the jacket. Yeah. And I'm trying to think in the rest of the film, I feel like there's, we should have had more dialogue between Finn and Poe because they they had really had a good bromance in the Force Awakens. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that's a good point. Uh, the bromance kind of got lost with... Uh, uh, there's with, just too much going on. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, well, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think uh, it should have been in the movie. So let's hit that green button. Ooh. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Ray and Chewie in the Falcon. Uh, as the walkers focus their full firepower on Luke in the crate battle, Ray and Chewie fly in from the side. Let's take a listen to this one. Another tiny little quick beat, uh, but it's kind of just a little joke. But I liked that it placed Ray in context of the bigger scene, but it worked well without it. 
Okay. So that was a really quick one. Um, extended the, the battle of crate just a, a little bit extra, uh, but I don't know. This movie is so long, man. Like I feel like anything that was trimmed out of it is probably necessary. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Cause even now it is the longest film. Is it not? Yeah. It's the longest film in the saga. So I don't know. Thumbs down on this one. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. All right, let's take a look at what we got up next. You know what I'm really learning here, watching The Last Jedi deleted scenes? There's a lot of deleted scenes for this. There is. <laughs> and The Force Awakens have very few. Yeah. And I believe Rise of Skywalker has very few. So Rise maybe, of Skywalker, I think, has none. So I think it might be a J.J. Abrams thing. I think so. Yeah, he's just not being transparent with his filmmaking. Maybe he... he I don't know. Maybe he personally feels embarrassed. Maybe it was like it, it didn't stuff. got cut went all the way to the end or maybe, yeah. maybe he's just such a good director that nothing got cut. It's entirely possible. I have no idea. Maybe, but it's weird that those deleted scenes are trimmed because there's, there's more to it, right? It feels like they should like this. For example, the snow speeder, I feel like there probably is more context to it. Yeah. But I have no idea. Huh. Yeah, let's take a look at the next one here. Rose and Finn go to where they belong. Uh, escaping the First Order flagship, Finn and Rose steal a shuttle and head to rejoin their friends. This is a tiny little scene. It didn't make it far into the cutting. We cut it out pretty early, but I'm, I'm happy to have it on here because I think it's a lovely little moment. It was so, just kind of, we, we have, I felt like going? John's character was strong oh, enough to where we didn't need to see another point of decision from him. Um, to for for him to join the good fight, I felt like we had it, so we snipped it out. Okay, another little transition scene there, but uh, it was of them escaping the uh, the star destroyer after it was the mega star destroyer after it was blown up. That one, ironically, feel like that one could have been in the movie just to show how they got off. The, yeah, maybe. I like that it, it feels like. When Luke escapes on the uh, the Lambda class shuttle off of the the Star Destroyer, or sorry, off of the uh, Death Star, Death Star Two. Yeah, you're right. Out. Yeah, it does have similar vibes to that for sure. And th there was some really nice visuals in there. It looked like the visual effects was pretty much done. So that would have been a nice one to keep in. So yeah, I like know. it. Why not throw it in? <laughs> All right, Rose bites the hand that taunts her. What does that say? <laughs> That's a good title. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, captured by the First Order and sneered at by General Hux, Rose makes her feelings towards her captors painfully clear. I remember this from the Blu-ray. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> Let's take a listen to this. You murdering bastard! This is a small thing, but it was really painful for me to cut. I love this little beat with Rose and Hux, and it felt really important to me when we were shooting it. Um... But I think it's a testament to, to Kelly's performance that we felt like her character was strong enough that we could take this amazing moment out, which we took out entirely for pacing. It was just a matter of we wanted to get back to the fight in the throne room quicker. Um, the fact that we could lift something as strong as this out of the movie and still feel like Rose is... Um, her character is not diminished. That's just a testament to Kelly, I think. You vermin may draw a little blood with a bite now and then. But we will always win. 
execute them both! Okay, <laughs> so that last little bit there, the first part, chunk is in the movie. After uh, DJ walks away, though, um, she drops the medal that she's yep. got, her sister's medal or yep. whatever, and then uh, Hux walks over and says something nasty to her after picking it up, and then she... Ironically says, like, we shouldn't, like, bite the hand or whatever. Yeah, and then she, and then yeah, she, she bites, his, bites hand. his hand. Yeah, 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 she just chews it right. Yeah, it leaves some marks in his gloves. And I gotta say... I'm glad they cut it because one of one of the things that changed between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi is they made Hux feel really comical. Yeah. And I liked him as a serious character, and this is one more thing that takes away from that. Yeah. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. What do we got next? Uh, the caretaker sizes up Ray. After Ray damages the hut on Luke's island, a Dis- disgruntled caretaker gives her the fish eye. <laughs> All right, more of the caretakers, just what we want. I was cleaning so my this is a little comic time. beat that was—it was one of the very last things that we cut out. It was very late in the game, uh, and uh, I, I, <laughs> cracks me up the notion of these these guys, these caretaker oh, women being kind of disapproving, giving Ray the stink eye, and the creature performance here is fantastic both the physical performance of um the woman in the suit things. and also the puppeteer is doing yeah, the face it's tough to get Island that kind of nuance out of a big slab of built. foam rubber i don't think they like me can't imagine why all right um i like it why it's, not? yeah why not we get we get more of the villagers in there. Is yeah. it's a, it's one of those tiny little transition sequences. I feel like they chopped it literally to make the movie shorter. Yeah, I mean, it feels like good world building, and it's so short. Yeah, it's so short. I mean, and why not? Right. I like the caretakers. I think they're quite comical. I yeah. enjoy them a lot. I think it it helps. One thing I I did it didn't come across to me in the film was that these caretaker peoples they're there to take actually take care of the Jedi temples, like the original original Jedi temple. Yeah. I just thought they lived there. I didn't realize that, that they were supposed to take care of the temple. I guess, I guess maybe they found their, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, it makes me wonder, this goes back to the history of that place and, you know, it, yeah, the caretakers in, the caretakers in general are, are quite interesting. You know, the fact that there's people there that have to uh, take, I don't know, look after the ground as if the Jedi are going to come back one yeah. day. And they whatever. actually rebuild the section that Ray broke. Yeah. 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 I like the caretakers quite a bit. They're kind of cool. What's that? Uh, what's that next one we got? The costume and creatures, creatures of Canto Bite. An extended look at the fabulous coiffed and cootered. Cultured. Cultured. Yeah, coachered denizens of the casino. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let's take a listen to this one. So this is not a scene that was in the movie. This is a little just compilation that that Bob, our editor, put together of uh, just all kind of the shots and all the amazing creatures, all the B-roll that we shot for Canto Bite that we didn't end up using. Um, 
And you're seeing here the work of a lot of amazing people, uh, starting with Rick Heinrichs, who built this incredible set. Neil Scanlon and his whole team did all these amazing creatures. And Michael Kaplan, who was our costume designer, um, outfitted all these, oh, look at these faces, all these in incredible costumes and these amazing faces. Michael, Michael took a big hand in, uh, in selecting. And there was just so much of this gorgeous stuff that we ended up not using. It just killed me. So um, I thought uh, it'll be really... <laughs> Oh, I love her. Yeah, I thought that would be really nice just to put it all together and just get a nice, nice big look at, at Canto Bite. All right, so the, the Canto Bite sequence is generally disliked among many people, but the set and the costumes were always very, very cool, they very well cool. done. And seeing all the, the B-roll they didn't use, there was a lot more costumes and uh, practical uh, animatronics and stuff they set up that didn't make it into the cut, and a lot of them are super cool. Yeah, they, they really are. There's um, a lot of really good work in that. Yeah, yeah, it's... Um, it's uh, it's it's too bad that a lot of that had to get cut, but uh, I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's good. It's good world building, and and I feel like a lot of this stuff, it's unfortunate, got cut. But um, it's things like that that make it into resource books, like visual dictionaries, right? Um, a lot of that kind of thing, and you get pages Our, with full costumed people. They're like, oh, where was that in the movie? Are deleted scenes stuff like this considered canon? Like those characters, will they be canon in universe? I think it really depends on whether or not it ends up in the novelization, right? If if it ends up in the novelization, then you're, then it definitely could be Snuck considered in. canon. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's funny about the original six novelizations of Star Wars, episodes one through six, the George Lucas ones, is the authors had quite a bit of freedom to add what they wanted. Whereas in the Disney ones, it was, I think, a little more carefully looked over. And uh, well, they, that's because it was after all everything they mm -hmm. put out is now canon. It has to be a line canon. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're specifying when it's not, kind of like Visions, right? Star Wars Visions. But, um, but yeah, what's interesting about the novelizations of uh, this film and The Force Awakens and The Rise of Skywalker is uh, on the cover it was called the Expanded Edition. So it basically just uh, um, it basically just like it enhanced the. Um, uh, the, the film, you know, in a way that uh, we we couldn't get in the, in the full two hours or whatever. Makes sense. So uh, what looks like uh, the next one appears to be uh, the exact same. It looks like some of these are actually now duplicates, but without the commentary. Oh, okay. So, so all it's related, same as the Blu-ray, they have the commentary and the non-commentary version. Yeah, although there's one here that I see that I know for sure that we didn't get the commentary for. So let's take a listen to this. Luke has, um, Luke has a moment. What did you think was going to happen here? You think that I came to the most unfindable place in the galaxy for no reason at all? I'm not leaving without you.
really depressed in his hut. Oh, interesting cut. It cuts to Leia on her ship, looking all depressed as well. Yeah, that part's in the movie. Interesting. Hmm. That was a cool cut. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It's kind of, it's kind of too bad that that wasn't in the movie, actually. What do you think of that one? I'm trying to figure out why they cut it. Just length? It feels so seamless. So after angrily leaving Ray, Luke shuts himself in his hut and has a quiet moment has a quiet moment to contemplate. Yeah. I would add it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right, yeah, yeah. Let's give it a go. What here it is. Okay, so um, we got a few more duplicate ones without the commentary. Um, but there looks like there is the caretaker sizes up Ray. After Ray damages the hut on Luke's island, a disgruntled caretaker gives her the fish. Oh, no, sorry, read, the fish we eye. We did that one. Yeah, we did read that one. Uh, yeah, okay. And then um, we did. Oh, you know what? The Luke has a moment. There is an audio commentary. For oh. that one, which um, I guess it was just out of order. It was, I guess, it's just out of order. Yeah, but you know what? It might be worth hearing what Ryan Johnson has to say on that one, just for the heck of it. So let's give that a go. So I mentioned in the commentary, uh, one of the big discoveries in the editing of this was we ended up doing a lot less big intercutting between the storylines um, as we cut the movie. We realized we wanted to put put sequences together and stay in the same place for longer. This is an example of that. This is a transition that originally happened after their conversation here, um, where we transitioned back to Leia. And at some point we realized we wanted to just keep going with this story and then it made sense to lose this so we could go straight into their day on the island. But the collateral damage of that was losing this beautiful performance from Mark, um, which is not only gorgeous where he gets a moment alone, but also then was originally designed to cut with this shot of Carrie and kind of a matching cut and show the two of them kind of just having a moment alone morning, which um, is really beautiful. I'm glad we at least get to see it here. say it's really neat hearing ryan johnson's actual take on why stuff mm-hmm. was cut yeah i like that a lot because uh, his explanation makes sense to why they cut it but i really like the emotional moment with luke yeah i do too it's too bad that that didn't fit in because uh, yeah they do kind of express it and they go on their day and i think when he says the day on the island that's when ray's persistently following him and then he goes yeah. and milks himself some blue yeah. milk on the beach and all that. Yeah, he's and he's like spearfishing from yeah. 30 feet in the air. Yeah, 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 all that stuff, right? So, you know, it's just, I feel like I like this a lot better. So I feel like we can give this the green light. Yep. I hold true on our previous decision. Yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> Recognized. So I think that's the last one. That is the last one, which means that there's only one more movie to talk about. It's an instinct. Feeling. The force brought us together. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. 
Great trailer as always. Dude, yeah. These trailers are done so well. They are. They and are. The other thing that I'm just amazed is the cinematography is fantastic. Oh yeah. <laughs> it looks yeah. so good. Okay, so yeah, we're back with another JJ special. And uh it appears that there's no extras. There's no deleted scenes. Well, there's there's extras, but there's no deleted scenes. It's all just bonus features. But um as far as deleted scenes goes, we don't really know a whole lot about the rise of Skywalker. And, um, you know, before we move too far on from the trailer, I got to say that that line with three PO, like always get, it's so, so, so emotional. Oh you, man. Yeah. You, you never, you never get that side of him, right? You never get that, um, emotional side from a droid. No, and, he, and, he, and he always comes across as a particularly selfish droid. R2 yeah. is always putting himself out there to rescue his friends, but three PO is more worried about his own self-preservation. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, it's like, it puts him in a whole new light and I've always liked that part of the movie. Um, it's like three PO's a cat and R two's a dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you think when you saw this trailer? The trailer actually got me excited because I know from when we left off in the Last Jedi, and we were waiting for this film to come out. I was very curious where where they were going to go mm-hmm. because with Snoke being gone, and uh, with Kylo Ren needing to be the main villain, I was really curious how they were going to make that into a final film. Mm-hmm. So, when they decided to go with Palpatine coming back, I guess that didn't surprise me. Because I, one thing I was wondering is how they were going to make Kylo into a main villain. So, right. I, I almost wish I had kind of seen where that was going to go, because yeah. I was kind of curious. Well, that would have been the Colin Trevorrow script until they laid him off. Yeah, so there's no deleted scenes on this, but I do want to bring up one deleted scene that we do know about which would have been an extended uh, Mustafar intro to the film. Um, this would have incorporated a big, huge, spidery-looking thing, uh, which they ended up recycling that and putting it in the Darth Vader comic book series in the more recent run that takes place between Empire and Return of the Jedi. 
And uh, it was a really cool looking puppeteer. Like there was, uh, they released photos online and, and they had a whole, uh, I think there was a starwars.com write up about it and everything. But it doesn't look like any of the deleted scene material has actually been publicly revealed. Um, but a lot of people know about this thing. It's called the, uh, um, the Oracle. And I believe it's, it was the thing that pointed Kylo Ren towards uh, either Exegol or towards the Holocron thing, uh, which he obtained on Mustafar. Uh, and then in the theatrical version, they cut all of that out. And it just opened up with him slaying a bunch of people on Mustafar, which we didn't even know was Mustafar until like later. And uh, and then he gets the holocron out of this pedestal thing in the middle of like a, a wood. And, you know, that was that kind of thing. And then the next thing we know, he's flying off across space, ends up on Exegol, and that's the beginning of the movie. And he meets Palpatine, all, all, all that stuff. It all happens within the first three and a half minutes. And the whole movie is just like, bam, 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 yeah. bam. Like, it's just so fast. And it, that does feel like they were trying to bring in Palpatine to make him the villain as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to get going right away with Kylo Ren's not the villain, even though they set it up <laughs> to be the villain. Yeah. Um, again, it comes down to that shift of directors all the time. But yeah, this movie is two hours and 23 minutes. I feel like a lot of stuff was chopped out, even though it didn't need to be. Because, you know, you look at a movie like Avengers Endgame, that's three hours. And this is the last Skywalker saga movie. Like they, they were marketing it as the last one. And you know, we knew there would be more spinoffs and TV shows and stuff, but this was going to be the last Skywalker chapter. Why not just pull out all the cards? You know, why not just go the extra mile, throw in that extra 40 minutes? Like, Oh man, you went a really long film then. Yeah, man. I would sit there for three hours and watch the explanation of like, you know, it's better than these like 30 or not even like, like, five, 10 second throwaway lines that try to make sense of why Palpatine's back. Like if, if it meant sitting there for an extra 40 minutes to get the context of what's going on now, I would a hundred percent do that, you know? And it's the last Star Wars movie, you know, for, for Skywalker saga that is like, you know, why not, why not make it a bit longer, make it a pull out all the stops, you know, but they didn't even no, do that. Fair enough. I'm always one for more content. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, uh, it, you know, it is what it is, uh, but uh, it doesn't look like there's any deleted scenes material to review. Was there any on the Blu-ray? Nope. Uh, the, all these deleted scenes. Even the Steelbook. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I, I made sure I checked um, on the, uh, on the internet and I looked it up. I was like, you know, Rise of Skywalker, Blu-ray bonus features. They lined up perfectly with the ones that are here on Disney plus. So we're not missing out on anything with this one. I wonder why that is. I don't really know. Uh, I don't really know. It's uh, it's too bad, though, that we didn't get more for this one. It's been interesting to see, you know, what, how all these deleted scenes uh, work in the context of the, of the stories. But uh, overall, um, you know, looking back across all of these films, uh, it, it's been a it's been a journey. Um, we still got one more podcast ahead which uh, we're going to get into deleted scenes for the anthology stuff uh so it'll be solo rogue one uh we'll be diving into deleted content from book of boba mandalorian uh, there's a lot of episodes for those two series so is there yeah. a lot of deleted scenes for that i i don't really know um i'm counting on most of our stuff being from solo and rogue one uh but uh, you know if clone war i know clone wars has some deleted things here and there, uh, not necessarily canceled arcs that didn't make it to screen, but 
episodes that did make it to screen that could have had other variations of things happening. I know uh, there was definitely one thing on Mortis with Revan showing up at one point as well. Mm-hmm. So there's been a few things. So yeah, over the course of Rebels, Clone Wars. Okay, so you're you including know, uh, external commentary of stuff they had talked about. Because I know Dave Filoni yes. referenced bringing in Darth Revan. Yeah, yeah. If we're if we're running short and stuff or the anthology stuff, we can always bring that kind of stuff in just to acknowledge. Or we can do um, another four hour episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe split into two. But it's a busy Star Wars month, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi around the corner. Um, and, uh, you know, celebration around the corner as well. We've got a, a big no before you go episode that we're planning for. Uh, anyone who's planning on going to Star Wars Celebration, that is. And uh, additionally to that, uh, you can look forward to our uh, after shows for Obi-Wan Kenobi coming out later this month. So is there any last minute things you want to bring up before we wrap up today? Just, uh, I'm really excited for all the new stuff we're going to see revealed uh, at Star Wars Celebration. It's just around the corner. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that as well. All righty, buddy. We will uh, catch you in the next one as we are flying through space here. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode. All right, man. Keep flying. All righty, guys. We really appreciate all of you tuning into the show. Uh, we're almost at a milestone for the podcast as well, so be sure to help us out by leaving those five stars, dropping a really helpful review, and uh, sharing the show with a friend. You know, that always helps us out quite a lot. Helps the algorithms, helps the uh, helps people find the show, helps uh, you know. It's across, it's available across all the platforms across the uh, across the internet, across the galaxy. So. A lot of spots to cover, a lot of audiences to entertain, and it helps all those people find the right Star Wars podcast. Uh, and there's, uh, let me tell you, a lot of them out there. So help us get to that 30,000 download count, which is absolutely insane. It's going to be a new milestone for us. We get a new badge on our host platform. <laughs> Lots of exciting stuff. And uh, we're trying to increase our audience because we love putting out Star Wars content. We look forward to doing it every week. May the force be with you guys. And we'll see you in the next one. It's like-